Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Okay, if you guys have your Bibles, we are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And so we're going to pick it up in uh, verse 1. He says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. And if you've been here with us, you know that Paul wrote this letter to those in Thessalonica, and they were going through a lot of persecution. And so it's interesting that as Paul always says to them, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. And then here in verse 1 of chapter 3, as he sort of is kind of now going to finish up the letter, he asked them to pray for us. And so it's interesting how he always prayed for the Christians, and now he's asking them to pray for him. Now, I think for all of us, we should think about, do we pray for one another? Because the Bible tells us that we should pray for one another. So sometimes we can kind of get in this little thing, like we just pray for ourselves, like our prayers are just only, God bless me. I need to be more awesome. God bless me. Bless me more. I want to be better than everybody else, and so God, more, more, more blessings for me. Me. Lord, bless me. And so that's okay to pray, Lord, help you, but God wants us to expand to James 5, 16, where it says, and pray for one another. So we should be praying for each other. You should be praying for your family. You should be praying for your church family, and we should just be praying for each other. And so what did Paul ask them to pray for? Now, Sometimes we ask people to pray for us, and I have people ask me to pray for them. Pastor Bob, will you pray for me? And so what did Paul ask to be prayed for? Look what he says in verse 1. He says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. In other words, he's saying that God's word would go out into the world swiftly with the same impact that it had there in Thessalonica. And so remember that Paul was only there for a couple weeks, three weeks, three Sundays, and In that time, the word of God had gone into that town, had transformed lives. They started a church. And so now Paul is praying and saying, hey, just as the word of God came into your lives and changed you, he's saying, pray for us that God's word would continue to run swiftly to other cities and to change other people's lives. Now, this is a very fundamental, basic principle that for all of us as Christians, we should be aware of, that we should be concerned about other people hearing the gospel. And you know, here at Calvary Chapel, we're concerned. And so we do whatever we can do. I pray every day, God, how can we reach people in our town, in our end of the valley, or even in the whole valley? How can we reach people for you? How can we tell people, Jesus, that you love them, that you care about them? And you know, many of you pray that prayer, and and we're praying, Lord, how can we reach people? Now, Paul is asking them to pray for him. Now, in Paul's day, all he had was himself and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And so he would travel, and he'd go from city to city, and he's saying, pray for me. Now, I was just thinking about this today, and it's so awesome that for us, as we pray, Lord, how can we reach people? We have a lot of other avenues, like 
radio and television and Facebook and the internet. It's so awesome for us that we live in a time where we can reach out to people and we can share the gospel with people. And for all of us here that we think about Paul saying, pray for me that I could reach out to others. Paul also asked other churches to pray for him. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul asked those Christians, he said in verse 19, pray for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so Paul was always praying for people. Hey, he was having people pray for him. Pray that I could boldly speak for people. Now, I pray for you guys. You know that? So we pray, and I pray regularly for all of you, the same things that Paul asked the Ephesians to pray for him, that he would speak boldly. So in my prayer list, I pray for all of you, our church family here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. I pray that all of you would be bold to share God's love and share what God's done in your life with others. And you know that all of you, you know, you're out bumping around in the community, wherever you go at work or school or whatever. And I know that God's going to give you opportunities to be bold to share with others. And we need to pray for each other for that. And we pray that you would be able to boldly share the gospel, that you would boldly be able to, to speak with other people. Because, you know, quite often we can be a little intimidated. And Jesus said the Great Commission is to go out and share God's love with others. And, and some of us, we feel like we're shy. We can't tell people. And we kind of think, oh, the Apostle Paul, he was bold, man. He was indestructible. But he asked people to pray for him. Hey, pray for me that I could share the gospel with others. And so we should be praying for each other. And I'm praying for you guys that you would be bold. And so he goes on in verse 2. So not only pray that the, the word of the Lord would run swiftly, but also he says, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. And so he's saying, hey, pray for me, not only that I could share the gospel, but also that God would deliver him from unreasonable and wicked men. Now, you all know that from the beginning of Christianity, that there's always been unreasonable and wicked men who want to stop the word of God. Do you know that? You guys should be aware of that. As a Christian, you should know that there's persecution around the world trying to stop people from preaching the gospel. And probably the most obvious one for us in our community is, is Saeed because, you know, his wife's from Boise and uh, he's from Boise and he's in prison in Iran because the Iranian government says, we want to stop you from preaching the gospel. You can't tell anybody else. Now, it isn't just with Saeed, but all around the world, there's all these persecution going on. And there's always been people who've tried to stop the teaching and the preaching of the word of God. Now, all of us probably have heard about, you know, what goes on around the world, but you probably are not very consciously aware of the fact that 1,600 ministers a month are leaving the ministry. So that's full-time people who are in ministry in churches. 1,600 a month in America are leaving the ministry. And in America, just America, not around the world, just in America, every year 4,000 Christian churches close their doors. And at the same time as 4,000 Christian churches are closing their doors, there are, and I, I can't remember the number, I should have looked it up, uh, but there are new mosques opening up, Muslim mosques that teach Islam uh, all around our country. So 4,000 churches a year are closing their doors. 1,600 ministers are leaving the ministry every year. And, you know, for me, when I think about that, I think that what Paul is, is asking for those Christians to pray for him is what we should all be praying for our church is that, hey, we would continue on. And there's always been people throughout history who spend their time trying to tear down the work of God. And, you know, it started with Jesus. That Remember when Jesus came on the scene? Remember they attacked him? And then it just went on from there. And then they attacked all of his disciples. How many of you have read Fox's Book of Martyrs? Anybody? Are a few of you? Yeah. And you know, many of the disciples, they were attacked. And so Jesus said in John 15, 25, and this applies to all of us, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat, whether you are a preacher or whether you're sharing the gospel at work or at school. 
But Jesus said in, in John 15, 25, he said, they hated me without a cause. And Jesus basically said, you know, he did nothing wrong. He, he was right before God. He was on a mission for God. And people hated him. And people were against him. And he didn't sin. He didn't lie. He didn't break any commandments. He didn't do anything wrong. And yet they lied about him. They hated him. And ultimately, they lied about him to the point where they crucified him. And so when you think about that, you just think that in Christianity, there is a spiritual war. And you probably have heard that before. There's a spiritual war, spiritual battle going on. But you kind of think, oh, it's out there in the spiritual space somewhere. But I don't really know where that spiritual war is going on. What's well, going on in every town in America. It's going on in your school. It's going on in your place of work. That there are people who are always against Christians that are hating the work of God. And important for us to be reminded. Now, for me as a young Christian, I remember being quite shocked when I would hear people say bad things about Billy Graham and Chuck Smith because Chuck Smith started Calvary Chapel. Both of those guys, very godly men, had a huge impact in our country for good. You know, many thousands and thousands of people came to Christ. They both loved the Lord. And yet people would say these mean, evil things about him. And I remember just thinking, man, what's wrong with you? They're like the nicest people I've ever met. They, they never been stoned. They never did drugs. They never beat anybody up. I mean, I don't even know if they probably never been to jail, either one of them. And they're just good people. And not mention the fact that they're very godly, holy people who've done great things for God. And I remember just thinking, how could somebody come against someone like Billy Graham or against Chuck Smith? And, and here's what I've come to learn over the years as I studied the scriptures, is that Jesus said, that's how it's going to be. That if you're a Christian and you're following the Lord, there's going to be persecution. And Jesus said in John 15, 20, he said, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. Now, who's the servant? His disciples, us. And who's the master? Jesus. And so here's what Jesus said. He said, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And so I think as a Christian, you got to be ready for that. You need to be aware that there's a spiritual battle, that there are people who want to stop the gospel. There are people who want to stop people who are preaching the gospel. And you need to be aware that there are people who want to stifle you. There are people who don't want you to talk about Jesus. I can remember being on an airplane some years ago, flying back from a pastor's conference, and I was sitting next to this guy and I don't know exactly how the conversation went, but, you know, somehow he worked in New York in the stock exchange, and I think he was a Mormon, and, and he asked me what I did, and I said, I'm a pastor. And, man, he immediately started in, like, oh, you Christians, are you an evangelical? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you guys are always just trying to preach the gospel to everybody. Why don't you just keep it to yourself? And I remember thinking, well, don't you guys go to door to door and try to give it out too? I mean, why are you on me, man? And for me, I was just really kind of baffled. And I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to say, man, you're a hypocrite, man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, your, your group's like getting on it out there. I mean, so you tell me I need to shut up. But really, if I were to ask you, how many of you feel like there is this sort of pressure not to talk about Jesus at work at school? Raise your hand if you feel like there's this pressure. Yeah, everybody feels it everywhere you go. And I think sometimes we can think, oh, it's just me. It's just me where I work or my job. But the reality is, it was from the beginning of Christianity with Jesus. And Jesus said, they persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. And so basically, Jesus is saying, if you're going to stand up for the truth, you're going to have people attack you. You're going to have people against you. Now, I think that's why the Apostle Paul is constantly asking churches to pray for him as we read through the scriptures. Because he knows, man, this is a hard battle. And I need people praying for me. And so... I want to take this moment as the pastor of the church here <laughs> to ask you all to pray for me. So here's the deal. Here's what I want to ask you because our church is reaching people as well. And we constantly have people coming into our church who are giving their lives to Jesus, who, who have never gone to church before. They don't know anything about Jesus. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, two guys came forward, gave their life to Jesus. This last Saturday, two girls came in 
And the one girl, I don't think she's ever been to church before, and two of them, they gave life to Jesus. And then this Sunday, Dennis prayed for a couple, with a couple of people. My wife prayed with a couple more people. I don't know, five other people. And so people are getting saved. Now, what do you think is happening in the spiritual realm? You know, the enemy's like, hey, that Calvary Chapel Caldwell, what's going on over there? People are getting saved. People are coming out of darkness into the light. We've got to stop that. And so who are they wanting to shut down? You, me, all of us, right? And so here's what I'm asking you is that you would, whenever you pray for your food, and I won't ask you to raise your hand if you pray for your food, but you should pray for your food to thank the Lord. But whenever you pray, that you would just, in your prayers, just pray for Calvary Chapel Caldwell and for Pastor Bob, that we would continue to be able to preach the gospel in our community. Because it really is amazing to me to see people come in off the street into our church, like last Saturday night, and I talked to this girl, and she'd never been to church before here, and she just invited Jesus into her life, and uh, just amazing. And God is just working. And so there's a spiritual battle, though. There's this enemy that he wants to stop it. And so it's for all of us. And as a church family, because we share the gospel, we need to be praying for each other. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.